Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the wrestling podcast, getting over. It's wrestling time, money in the bank, baby. That's right, a premium live event. It was a pay-per-view when, when I was young. That was a long time ago now, but anyway, enough about that. Um, yes, premium live event, money in the bank, is here, and... Stu and the Getting Over crew have got everything you need to know to make informed decisions about the way these matches are going to go. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Don't forget to enter the competition. If you haven't subscribed already, click the subscribe button. Instantly enters you into the competition. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast Getting Over. Recording in progress. Welcome along one and all to episode number 55 of Getting Over, the home of all things WWE, right here on the CookieCast Podcast Network. I'm joined in my quest to bring you the latest news and predictions from the universe of WWE by the usual crew, consisting of the gaffer, the top dog, the creator himself, Mr. Andy Cook. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we also have the host of Soon to Return Football Podcast, maybe with a name this time. Who indeed knows these things? Mr. Paul Williams. Good evening. I mean, I meant the podcast might have a name, not Paul. Paul's clearly got a name. Cause, I mean, I can, uh, I can try and change it if you want. It's getting a bit boring now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no. well, look, look, out for, look out for Barry Stevens on the next episode. Isn't he? Oh, no, um, no. I think, I think we can go much more exotic than that. But, you know. <laughs> And, uh, and also joining us on this episode, Cookie Cast veteran, Mr. Matthew Moore. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Everyone good? Yeah, not bad. Good. Been watching much wrestling since last time we were on. It feels like it's been a little while since uh, since we, we joined up for a podcast at this, ben- uh, this juncture. I've, um, se- I've seen Undertaker been... throw uh, Mick Foley through an announcer's table about 14 times in the last 24 hours. Now, now, Mister Cook, use the terms that use the term that the Americans would have. He tossed him off. He the tossed him off the and then, it, and then he tossed him off again, didn't he? Then he tossed him through. Tossing him off one time wasn't enough. He had to toss him off again. Unbelievable. I think that's a new record for getting over. I think it's probably the, the quickest we've got to smut levels before we've uh, even got in. We've got. We've not even finished the, the introductions fully, and we're already there. Um, but yeah, yeah. If you've been here before, you'll quite well know this. If you've if you've been here before, you may also have seen an Alexa Bliss plop. Uh, plop. Jesus Christ, that is an entirely different podcast. An Alexa Bliss pop floating around as a prize to be given away. It is still here. It's there. It's there for the taking. There are two. Um, if you don't know already, get yourself along to the YouTube's. Press the subscribe button. We'll we'll see it. We'll see that that number floating upwards. And uh, once it gets to uh, the magical 100, uh, we will give one away to somebody from the latest 50 and somebody from the first 50. Um, So, yeah, get yourselves amongst that. So we'll start the podcast proper with the predictions title, as we usually do. And last time we had a brand new champion, which was Mr. Matthew Moore who prized the title away from Paul after a heated tie-break with Andy. Um, so, yeah, just me that wasn't involved last time, as usual. Um, but both combatants scored six out of seven. Will the re- results be so close this time? Uh, we are talking, of course, the results from the predictions for Night of Champions um, back in Saudi Arabia. Well, six out of seven was the winning score last time. And six out of seven is the winning score this time. So some very, very strong work again, gents, on the predictions. Uh, however, in reverse order, the now outgoing champion, Matthew, scored four this time around, with Cody, Becky and Bianca letting him down, uh, bringing his title reign to an abrupt end. Uh, Andy and I fared one better, scoring five out of seven, a combination of the same three wrestlers letting us down. So taking the title... 
and some would say his rightful place at the top of the predictions mountain. I mean, some being Paul himself. Uh, congratulations, Paul! Six out of seven titles secured. Do you uh, can you remember which prediction it was that let you down? Uh, I believe it would have been the uh, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens pick, as I believe I had them and Matt Riddle to win the match, and they got beat. Ah, you are not looking at the right results. Um, oh. <laughs> the the one that you missed, you the, the match was Cammy, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Oh. And ev- everybody right. picked KO and Sami. Uh, the one that you got wrong was the one that everybody got wrong in the fact that Bianca lost the Raw Women's title as was ah, yeah. to Asuka. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, solid, solid performance. Uh, oh, no tiebreak required. That's the point, actually. I think I was gonna—I was actually gonna bring this up. I believe in a previous podcast, I think I may have actually said that I think that she'll lose it, and it'll be a surprise that she loses it. It'll be like a sort of oh, no one saw that coming. Well, and you've already won, so you're not getting any extra points, is he? That wasn't me trying to be a, a slimy, a slimy bastard and uh, trying to you know, weasel, weasel my way into extra points. But an I extra jewel in my crown. I think that's it. <laughs> I believe if you go back, if you go back through the, the podcast, maybe about WrestleMania time, I think I may have said it then that she might sort of lose it in a bit of a surprise. So. We all say a lot of things on this podcast that may or may or may not come true at some point in this life, but uh, we're not going to give you your flowers for that one. <laughs> in fairness, there are worse people she could have lost it to as a surprise, so that will uh, I'll, I'll take Asuka being champion. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to the news, and speaking of titles, uh, we've had some changes since the last episode, not only in terms of the title holders, but aesthetically as well. Uh, Roman Reigns was presented with a brand new golden WWE Undisputed Universal title. Um, I think the, the, the regular big W design for the YouTubers is just behind me. Uh, but with a nice gold patch within the uh, the confines of the W. Um, I think everybody would probably assume, or have assumed, that that was the seeing the, the WWE and the Universal title belts retired and finally giving Paul Heyman's tiny arms a bit of a break. Um, turns out, nope. Roman's just got three belts now, which is odd. So, as, as if Paul Heyman wasn't and hasn't carried that faction for periods of time, he is now literally doing that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Anyway, um, yeah, following Asuka's victory at Night of Champions, as we discussed... Uh, she was also presented with a new WWE Women's title, which matches the design of Romans with the white strap instead of the black. Um, again, just another another one of WWE's extensive creative ideas. Um, all of the belts were almost the same anyway. Now they are pretty much exactly carbon copies. Um, we've we've talked before on the podcast about how Seth Rollins had taken the new World Heavyweight. Uh, championship at, at Night of Champions um, yeah the, the one that we discussed that looked like a squash bin lid with a silver penny stuck in the middle um, and to tie in with the changes Rhea Ripley was presented with an exact matching version, again can anybody guess what colour the title belt was, the actual leather white it's a white one because it's a women's belt and that's how we know, because we'd get confused if we saw Rollins with the anyway um, yeah, who said originally is daddy? Um, I have to be honest. After seeing it a little bit more in person, I do. I'm, I, the, the flattened bin lid is starting to grow on me, but more because I think it looks better on the women's strap. I think it actually looks better as a women's belt. Um, but yeah, that's that's just me. me. Um, and somewhere, if you can hear a shrieking noise, that's the sound of my wife. Screaming about my bank balance in around November time. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so a lot, a lot of title changes, but only one actual holder has changed. Um, we, we do have some more news with regards to the women's division, and that is Dakota Kai has revealed that she's finally got herself out of her leg brace following her ACL surgery last month. Um, continue to wish her well on the recovery, and then she can get back just in time for damage control to break up and have lots of good matches between the three of them. Um, I would absolutely take that. 
we might get to a little bit of the, the damage control infighting once we hit the predictions a little later on. And in even more positive injury news, Tommaso Ciampa has also returned to action last week following extensive time away. Um, he had a hip injury. Uh, previously, Ciampa had aligned himself with The Miz, uh, but on his return, took out The Miz, uh, saying that he didn't text him or call him the entire time he was injured. Uh, but yeah, ru rumours of him pairing back up with Johnny Gagano have been flying around to reform DIY on, on, for a run on the main roster. I think we'd all be quite happy about that. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tickets uh, get the Usos, or, well, Zayn and KO and Usos and all those kind of like, yeah. Well, the one title belt that hasn't changed is the, is the tag title, so you'd assume for the time being, at the very least, they can still go between both shows. So that that may help that particular uh, quandary. That would be good. I would, I would quite happily uh, get on board. Um, and the last bit I have um, for the news section is that the fact that the WWE UK tour begins this week on the basis that um, it's Money in the Bank in London at the end of the week. Uh, so as we record the podcast, WWE are now live in Liverpool this evening. Um, unlucky WWE. Apologies to our Liverpoolian listeners if you're, among, if you're amongst us. Um, but yeah, the, the, the tour rolls on to such places as uh, Sheffield, Newcastle. Uh, obviously, London for Money in the Bank, and then Cardiff, I believe, is the uh, the last stop. Potentially Sunday, from uh, from memory. Um, I don't know why. But when you said that, I, just, I thought gonna, you were going to say potentially Sunderland. I was like, why would they be going to Sunderland? No, they 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 go into the proper northeast city on Friday night. It's definitely Friday for uh, for Newcastle. I don't think Hartlepool's got a, an arena big enough towards the WWE show. To them. No. Plus as well, there's plenty of wrestling every weekend in Hartlepool, isn't there? When the grannies go out, so it's, uh, it's, all, it's all fine. Um, gosh, we're hitting we're hitting all of the uh, demographics to offend this evening already. Anyway, um, yeah. Speaking of UK shows, it is time for some Money in the Bank predictions. So we will we will get straight into it. As I said, Money in the Bank comes to us live this weekend on Saturday from the O2 Arena in London. And it starts at 8pm UK time, so we don't have to stay up till stupid o'clock for the second pay-per-view, sorry, premium live event running. Insane. Um, it, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy about that. I get to go to bed at a, a reasonable hour, having known all the results without spoiling it off the internet. Um, are you going? If you are, obviously give us a shout online, let us know, give us some predictions before you get there, see how it compares in person. I, I, Oh, did you miss out on tickets, Andy? Yeah, yeah, by by our ways. Has anybody seen any of the stuff that they've been doing this week in the builder? I've seen a couple of like billboard posts and stuff like that. But... So they've, they've they've started to give it the the treatment that Cardiff got for um, Clash of the Castle last year, in the sense of yeah, they've been they've been putting the little billboards up around the town. Uh, they've also completely plastered a series of London buses, so they're not. It's, you can't even see any red. The whole thing is just the poster. Um, and inside, I don't know if any of you guys have uh, been inside the uh, O2 foyer sort of area, um, long time ago, they've got a ginormous money in the bank case hanging from the rafters inside the entrance oh. <laughs> um, and on the way in it, it's green on one side and then on the way out it's white on, on the other so they've got the men's and the women's uh, iterations covered uh, but there also is the uh, superstore much like there was in Cardiff because they're not they're not going to miss out on the uh, the readies are they so that's that's open from Thursday right through until Saturday at the event uh, but yeah, uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of lots and lots of glorious merch for sale, and that I'll then see online later in the week and wish that I'd, I'd spent lots of money on again. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. no, you have willpower, sir. You have willpower. Well, there's, there's no point in me clamouring after a mini belt like we got from Clash at the Castle that then when you open it up says I was there on the inside because uh, quite clearly. <laughs> Not going to London, unfortunately, this weekend. Um, some of the UK or one of the UK tour days, perhaps, but uh, we, we might get to that on the next episode. Um, so yeah, as always, the match information I've got is taken from WWE.com. Uh, correct at the time of recording. Um, 
they're, they've got a little bit of time to, to mix things up if they really, really need to. But I, I would hope at this point they're pretty, pretty steady. But uh, again, yeah, this card is subject to change. So we'll, we'll get stuck in. And the first match on my list this evening is Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. A case of opposites colliding to kick off the predictions on this episode. One wrestler who wishes to honour his family legacy and one who wishes to distance himself entirely. Uh, Judgment Day had tried to recruit uh, Cody at one point, but after the refusal to join the ranks um, of now, Judgment Day have got Cody Rhodes in their sights. After going back and forth on the mic, Dominic Mysterio got a rise out of Cody, which led to Rhodes smashing Dom in the face with the arm cast that he's currently sporting, thanks to a broken arm from Brock Lesnar. Um, is that cast going to come into play this weekend? Is Dom going to get shot? They keep calling him Dirty Dom, and I don't know why, but I feel like that's like short for something, and it, it makes me ick every time I hear him call him that. Have we gone to a podcast after dark again? Yeah, potentially. It still, it just makes me feel a bit like every time I hear somebody say it, I'm like, just no, no, thank you. Um, but yeah, is, is Cody Rhodes going to pick up the win, or will Dominic score one for the Judgment Day? Uh, Matt, do you want to kick us off this time around? Yeah, <coughs> a lot of these are difficult to decide on what they're gonna, what the results are gonna be with these ones. But I'm gonna go with Cody because he lost to Brock last time. I think you're really digging him a big hole down the card if he loses to Dominic. So I'll go with Cody. Okay, uh, Andy. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, <coughs> Cody all the way on this one. Um, Basically, what Matt was saying there, I think it's 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 time to put a put a win in the books because uh, it's sad to it just it just seems silly at this point. Um, so, yeah, makes the most sense. Okay. But Paul is pulling a face, so let's go to Paul. I, I I agree with everything that's been said, but this is your sort of your typical. Um, ooh, the fans are all happy. The fans are all happy. They're seeing the guy that they really wanted to see for a long time. Let's uh, let's just whip that rug up from right underneath them um, by giving them the heel sneaky finish. Uh, I think at this point, has, has Rhea got a match? No, this is where I was going to go to. So whilst oh. there is obviously the women's money in the bank match, there is no women's world championship match. So I imagine that Rhea will be very much at ringside and very much getting involved. Um, so... No, I'll still, I'll still stick with Cody Rhodes, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some shady, shady dealings going on, and there's some sort of like Cody could win it by DQ because Rhea gets caught with her hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. So that. Um, I'm going for Dominic. I'm, I'm, I'm out there on my own purely for the fact that yeah, she hasn't got a match. Um, she absolutely will get involved. And everything in the build-up so far has been very much um, belittling Dominic. It's there's been lots of sort of talk about how he's still a little boy and all this sort of stuff. So I feel like Rhea will absolutely help him, um, but I think that they'll they'll probably try and spin this out because actually Dominic's been getting some real uh, loud booing reactions through the whole of this uh, exchange so I think they'll want to try and sort of continue to grow uh, that kind of um, that side so I'm I'm going to say it'll continue um, SummerSlam next though isn't it? You what sorry? SummerSlam's the next premium live but... yeah 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 oh broccoli will be back won't he? He oh, will ooh, ooh, oh. have you got my answer in? I have but I can change it if you want me to change it Stick me down for Dom. Wild theory. Even though he hates like leaving, you know, the the, the north, the northern American sort of, you know, area. Chances on Brock being involved in this. I mean, we'll we'll get to it later on, but I mean, Ronda Rousey's leaving North America at the same point. So will he really let two of them out in the same? Yeah. 
See me down for Dom to win, but I reckon Brock will get involved and cost Cody the man. Okay. Uh, right, okay, well, that, that last-minute change of heart from Paul does give us a 50-50 split uh, on the predictions for that one. Okay, next on my card, I have the Intercontinental title match, which should be an absolute belter. Uh, this is actually an old Progress Atlas title match from back in the day, or a series of matches, as I believe uh, both... Gunther, uh, as Walter back in the day, and Matt Riddle both held the Progress Atlas title. And I think one of the matches, I think, was it Gunther that won it from Riddle? Whichever way around it was, but there was definitely a series of three matches. Um, but yeah, this rivalry has now been growing in WWE in recent weeks. Uh, Riddle injured Giovanni Vinci from Imperium in a backstage segment a few weeks ago. And then ever since... Gunther and his sidekick Ludwig Kaiser have just absolutely smashed Riddle into oblivion, uh, stomping on his ankle mainly to try and uh, put him out. They've attacked him on two straight episodes of Raw. Um, Riddle, in theory, a, a healthy Riddle would be a tough test for, for Gunther's intercontinental title reign. Um, but they, again, he's another one that they're pushing with. He's been champion for so many days, and it's now it's now been over a year. Um, are they going to Roman Reigns in, with, but with the Intercontinental title, basically? Uh, so, will Riddle take the title in London, or does Gunter's reign continue? Uh, Andy, um, I, I've got I've got Gunter for this one. Um, I, I in in my googling and my research, I did see this thing about that he is coming up to break the, a record, and there was that part of me that was like, oh, you know, they, they won't want that record to go. But then I was like, ah, maybe they will. Um, and that's kind of what swung it. I was like, maybe they'll let the record ride and let him take the record. So I just I just went down that route. Okay. Um, I, I agree. I'm in exactly the same boat. I think with the way that the, with, with the, way that the wrestling is like today... Um, the record holder for the longest intercontinental reign is still the honky tonk man, I believe. After all this time, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're going to look at the honky tonk man, and then you're going to look at a guy who's what the best part of seven foot and now built like a brick shit house, um, and you were going to say which one of these guys is the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time, I think it's pretty clear which way you're going to go. Uh, I mean, just give Gunter a guitar. Who knows? That might might help his cause even further. Um, can he even sing? Uh, but yeah, I have also gone for Gunter for the same reason because I think he's very much headed towards that uh, that record. Uh, Matt, is Matt, Matt having a little. Think? I, 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 I'm, I, I'm like looking at the card, and I just. You kind of think there's got to be so you would have thought they might give a title change at some point and on the card and i can't see where else it's going to come so i'm going to go a riddle but okay. tentatively okay. his hopping run to the ring though on uh was it raw or smackdown was yeah wonderful it was I'll hop i've never seen a man move so fast on a peg that was broke, you know, knackered. <laughs> that was like, that's shocking. I'll hop the length of the aisle and then completely forget that I've hurt myself by the time that I enter the ring. Was, uh, was pretty much it. <laughs> oh, okay, so that leaves Paul then to round us out this time. Yeah, Gunther for me, uh, I, 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 think he's, I think he's got it until he's broken the record and I think he'll have it for a fair while after that as well. Wouldn't be surprised if he's sort of got it till Mania next year or there or thereabouts potentially lose it just for the Royal Rumble win the Royal Rumble that sort of thing. I, I'm really surprised that they've not gone down the route of the old like Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan thing since back, since back then and almost have it as a trade off to get a, a you know trade it in for a time I mean that's almost the, the old um, TNA gimmick as well isn't it yeah I'm surprised they haven't done that for a while, so maybe maybe that's going to be next year. Who's to say? They're both like in and in and are on the same show, so they're on the raw together, aren't they? So it would work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
so that puts Matt out there on his own. And we will move along then to the women's tag team title match. So Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler as champions defending against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. As we know, Liv and Raquel previously held the titles and they kind of made a big deal about wanting to restore a bit of glory to the women's tag division. And that really didn't quite work out because Liv got a bit of a knackered shoulder shortly after, meaning that they had to relinquish the titles. They had a fatal fall away. I mean, Raquel didn't mess about because she just got a new partner at the drop of a hat and partnered up with Shotzi in that match. Um, but yeah, on the 29th of May, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated three other teams uh, to become the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Then, for no apparent reason, on the 23rd of June, the uh, WWE and NXT Women's Tag Team titles were unified. So Isla Dawn and Alba Fire had been drafted to SmackDown whilst they were champions in NXT. And rather than relinquishing the titles and letting NXT have their uh, time, um, yeah, they, they've just got rid of them, effectively. Um, strange decision, but Rousey and Baszler uh, defeated Isla Dawn and Alba Fire and the NXT championships, I guess, are, are now part of the women's tag lineage. Anyway... After that victory, shortly after, there was a bit of a shock return. As nothing had really been said about a return date for Liv Morgan. But that was it. Liv appeared, challenged Ron Rousey and Shayna Baszler for the, for the titles that Liv and Raquel never lost. And so that match goes down this weekend at Money in the Bank. Uh, I am going for a title change here. I think Liv and Raquel will get it back. Um, this was my. I, I take what Matt was saying last time about picking Riddle. I think this is the the easiest title change because I'm not really convinced that Ronda's still really that bothered about being around for any great shake of time. Um, Liv and Raquel were dead keen on becoming a proper team and, and like I said, really pushing that uh, tag envelope a little more. So I'm I'm going with that. Um, so Matt, do you want to go next? I've gone Rousey and Baszler retain. Okay. Any particular reason or just uh, too it's soon? Or? Quite, kind of quite new, isn't it? And they'll probably keep them till SummerSlam. I assume that Rousey's probably on a, a path to SummerSlam and then probably lose them there and piss off and slag off wrestling for a few months and then crawl back when she needs to pay I don't know, buy nappies for the new child, latest child she's had, I don't know, you know something like that Okay, uh, you are in the book for Rousey and Baszler, Paul? Same for me uh, I mean like, if, if it was a title switch I think it would be the fourth time in the, in the space of like three months or something like that, which would just be a bit stupid too Yeah much. but one of those was because of the injury yeah, I know, but like, I mean, like in hindsight, how stupid does that decision now look? Because she's been gone for what five weeks or something like that. Yeah, and if they didn't know the extent, though, I guess they had to kind of get out of dodge. But I mean, like, well, surely, like, surely, like, some of that's got to be on like the medical staff for like misdiagnosing what was wrong with her. If she's been yeah. able to come back in five weeks, it yeah. can't have been that bad of like a tear I don't even know what it was she did to be honest I don't know if it was like a separated shoulder or something like that but mm. um, yeah I, I, didn't we talk about this before though what, she she got an injury after then it was her that was trying to protect Dakota Kai after she got injured in the same match and they, they, like, something like that yeah, yeah. so in, in essence at least you know she hasn't paid for it for a great stretch of time but no I see what you see what you're saying I do think I think if they have another one, it's, it's that it goes back to I think I think we said last year in a podcast. It's like if they change it again, it's like what's the point? You might as well just change it every every time you're on TV. It just it just loses all its meaning and it just loses relevance. Then the women's tag titles in particular though, have become a bit of a poison chalice, really, ever since the inception, aren't they? Because it's Bailey and uh, Sasha pushed for them, mm-hmm. then. Lost them to the Iconics, as were. Then they, one of them, they, well, then they got they got separated and fired, effectively, didn't they? Then obviously Sasha and um, Naomi had them. 
ended up walking out and leaving them on the desk to vacate them. And then just ever since, it's been a bit like, what do we do now? I don't know. Who wants them this week? Yeah. So, so yeah, Andy, you've got the, the task of rounding out this uh, poison chalice debate by picking a winner. Uh, it's a retain for me. I think it's uh, a lot of what Paul was saying. I think it's too, too soon for a switch. I also think WWE maybe need to make a decision what they're doing with like Ronda Rousey. Um, so it's probably just going to be like a last ditch. Like, can we make something work here? And if we can, great. And if we can't, then it'll it'll sort itself out further down the line. So a retain feels like it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, that would be another thing. That'd be another thing I'd say. If like if she loses again, you kind of just kill any sort of credibility that was built up in that that sort of mystique or whatever. About she can't really can continue to call herself the baddest woman on the planet if she's getting pinned. She doesn't have to though, does she? She does, but she's on the team that loses, and it's sort of like you know it's tarred with the same brush. And I mean, it gives. I suppose it would give them an out. Like, it would give them the option to have that as the feud between them two, but. It's that's surely as well got to happen before their days in WWE come to an end. Surely there's got you, to be some sort of. You would have thought so. Because they'll they'll love it. It'll be like some first time ever gimmicky style. Let's put a hexagonal cage around something because then it's not exactly the same. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Anyway, we will move along. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match is next on my list. So we've got Io Sky, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, and Trish Stratus. And the first Money in the Bank match of the podcast is featuring the women's division and could potentially steal the show for me. Uh, we will come to the men's match a little later on, but it's safe to say that, that the women's match is made up of stories being strung together rather than random wrestlers that are just there for a ladder spot. Eo and Bailey are part of Damage Control. As we mentioned before, they've had their own issues in, in the last few weeks, a little bit of infighting beginning. Um, Zoe Stark and Trish have teamed up in recent weeks as well, so there's another couple there. And that then kind of leaves Becky Lynch and Zelina Vega on their own. But who's to say that they won't have some sort of little uh, chemistry going during this match to kind of try and take out some of the others. Um, but very much capable of getting the job done on their own. Um, Selena Vega, first ever Queen of the Ring. Obviously, we don't need to go into Becky Lynch's accolades, or we'll be here for the rest of time. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got this down so many ways that this could go. Damage control could implode, or not. Stark could help Trish win, or not. Like I said, Becky and Vega could team up, or not. It's just that there's so many different ways that this one could go, and I have, I really, at this point in time, um. I've, str- I've really struggled to pick a winner. Um, so it's, it's up to you guys. Which version do you see playing out on the screen this weekend? Matt's shaking his head there as if he's got a nailed-on winner. No. <laughs> oh, I okay. genuinely haven't. I've, like, I've talked myself out of literally all of them. Because I was like, well, okay then. But the only thing that kind of threw me was, because obviously they only to fit into the storyline of the women's tag team, obviously Becky took out Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. So, maybe, in my head, maybe, I'm going to go Becky Lynch. Okay. Only for storytelling purposes, of Raquel Rodriguez coming back and being like, hang on a minute, you won that, and you screwed me out of my spot in the, in in the, in in the the match. match. Yeah. But then, tries to get a match against the four the case or something like that okay I mean uh, that's I mean that's the loosest kind of thing because I have not got an effing clue what's going to happen because there's just there was, too much there was a little bit of afters backstage on Raw uh, was it this week I think where um, Rhea Ripley was just sort of lurking in a corridor and ran into Becky and Becky said that basically she wants the briefcase because she just wants to watch Rhea squirm um, so there, there's potentially that being set up but I'm not sure I think that they say there's so many other ways it could go um, Andy do you want to do you want to have a crack at this one so I I was I was like Matt I just could not I just couldn't pick it 
so I had to narrow it down and I ended up with two names Becky and EO Sky and I just had to pick one so I went with EO Sky okay I would love it if she won by the way um, I think that could really that, that could be the thing that really ignites this damage control in fighting um, my only worry is like I said before I, want, I, I think Dakota Kai needs to be part of that because otherwise she'll come back to nothing and be like that human embodiment of that John Travolta gif um, but that, that could be the thing that sets her and Becky against uh, her and uh, Bailey sorry against each other uh, and Eosky is is probably the one that's there for the big the big dive off the top of something so we'll, we'll see that, we'll see what that, that's the thing that put me off here because all, all I could go back with to was was it in your house the NXT yeah. thing where she jumped off the house yeah. and I was like not that she's a spot monkey but she's there to do something absolutely yeah. insane at some point and well, we she's called. See her again for a bit. <laughs> she is called the genius of the sky, isn't she? So, so there entails the uh, the issue for her, maybe. Um, but again, they've put they've pushed her of late. She had she's had title matches, so who knows potential. Paul, I've agreed with Andy on this one. I've gone I've gone for Eo Sky. So I think it makes the most sense to set up the potential feud between her and Asuka for the belt as well. That seems okay. to have been a, 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 that's a that's a match that kind of wanted to put together for a while. Yeah. Um, the rest of them just are either too too sort of green, well Zoe Stark, mm. or just don't need it. Basically. Um, okay, you are in the book for EO. Um, out of the fact that there was all of the different women in this match, we've ended up splitting this fifty-fifty because I've gone with Matt for this one, and I've gone for Becky Lynch as well. Um, it's the one thing in her career that she's not had. At some point, she'll hang up the boots, whether that be sooner rather than later. And she, there's no way that she's not having one of everything by the time she's done. Um, plus, like I said, they'd start to do this thing with Rhea in the backstage. So, yeah, I'd, maybe we'll see. But she seems to like she she said that she wants it for the power, um, purely. You know, rather than the fact that eventually it might lead to the title, or whatever, it's, it's the power of the case that she she wants more. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm I'm placing my bet on Becky, I guess, for that one. Uh, so we do have three more matches to get to, including the men's money in the bank. Uh, however, it is that time. It is time to recharge your glasses, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, don't blink or do blink, and we'll be right back. Recording in progress. See, you blinked. We're back. Here we are. This is it. We've got three matches to go, and uh, we're restarting with an absolute doozy. The World Heavyweight Championship title match. Seth freaking Rollins defending against Finn Balor. Now, Rollins defeated AJ Styles in Jeddah to become the new and first in this lineage. They've kind of confirmed it now, but still leaving it a bit vague for when they need to fudge that later down the line. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Seth freaking Rollins, world heavyweight champion. Uh, and sticking by his vow to be a fighting champion, Rollins has already defended the title, not only on Raw um, against Damian Priest, but also on NXT by defeating Braun Breaker. Um, Q Balor, he wasn't going to wait in line any longer. Him and Rollins have got plenty of history. Uh, the two obviously previously facing off um, at SummerSlam back in the day to, uh, for the first Universal uh, title. Um Whilst Balor won the bout, he had to relinquish the title less than 24 hours later due to a shoulder injury that he sustained in that match. And, I mean, if you've seen any of the, the promo for this upcoming match of the weekend, they're, they're reeling out his full injury list. Anybody would think he was Mick Foley after that one match because, you know, he's got this wrong with his shoulder and this wrong with, like, his labrum, and they're going into specifics. I have no doubt that all of those things were injured. But I'm pretty sure up until this point it was just a shoulder injury, and I don't mean just a shoulder injury in a in a in a negative sense. But yeah, they 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 milking that for all it's worth at this point in time. It's one of those moments where you look at all the lists and you're like, yeah, that's just all around the shoulder area. So it's just basically 
your shoulder was buggered, and now we're going to label the muscles and the skeletons, and it's kind of like it's um, <laughs> the labrum's connected to the skateboard, <laughs> da, 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 you know, kind of like, yeah, congratulations, <laughs> name them all, kind of thing, it's all the parts, mate. Well, since that time, though, um, Bala hasn't held a main roster title, a uh, top title anyway. Obviously, he was NXT champion for a bit. He went he went back back down as it was then. Um, and him and Rollins have now been trading victories um, pretty much ever since that time. But obviously, more recently, it's, it's come back to the, the fore. Um, the last time they fought was actually in the tournament for the World Heavyweight title, um, of which Rollins beat Bala. Um, but yeah, the, the the they keep wheeling out this line as well. Is Finn gonna exercise his demons this weekend? It's like okay, they they're milking that that joke more than I would now at this point. Um, but yeah, is Finn gonna win in London? Are we gonna get a hometown victory? Even though he's definitely not from the UK, but again, geography, Americans, it it's it's all it's all the same textbook, right? Um, so yeah. Rollins or Balor this weekend in London. I will dive in first, and I am straight away going for Rollins to retain. Uh, there was a definite nod of the head there from Mister Moore. So are you are you on the same same thought? Yeah, it's it's, it's the. I mean, the one thing well, I was going to say, the one thing that predictable with is that they don't kind of chuck a. a title off someone quickly unless they're in, injured and it seems quite pointless that it's been on Rollins for less than a month and we've spoken for a long time about the fact that he needs a title to kind of not legitimise what he is but kind of keep him going I think it's a shame it's Bala because I think he was kind of building decent momentum and it's a shame that maybe this was a SummerSlam match because I think that it would have been an ideal SummerSlam match They've just symmetry. Gone. The symmetry. Yeah, yeah. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but um, but yeah, I just think it's too early. I just think it'll be it'll be too early. There'll probably be some chicanery and stuff like that. But I'm not quite sure. Well, they've obviously they've got um, Dom in the match with Cody, of which we've already said that Rhea will be present. No doubt for that one. Uh, Damian Priest is obviously in the men's money in the bank match, so he'll be, depending on where this falls within the actual, you know, the order of matches, it could be that Priest is out, it could be that Priest isn't, it could be that Priest is, but also has a case in his hand if he happens to have won. So there's, there's, there's different things in, involved there as well, but um, I, I'm, like I said, I was with you with that. The, the, Rollins said he's going to be a fighting champion, has been a fighting champion so far, um, and the the title came around at the right time for him, but also he came around at the same time for this brand new title because they need to put the prestige into it. The fact that Reigns has basically, yeah, he's been Universal Champion for all that, you know, thousand days plus. Great, but he's absolutely sucked the life out of people being excited about a top champion now because there's there was there was no threat of it ever you know being any different um now we've got that breath of fresh air and i think changing it so quickly would be silly um i'm i'm expecting full well that you were uh, holders of the getting over bingo card maybe about to tick one off on Paul's uh, Paul's uh, prediction here so we'll let we'll let him have at it hey no um i i could see a scenario here where we get uh, like a, a sort of a a two finish match. So hear me out. Bauer wins, but Rollins's foot was either on the row or underneath the row, and the ref just misses it. Or there's some sort of like shady finish where the crowd thinks that Bauer's won the match, but they find a way to restart it again. And then Rollins gets the win in the end. I don't okay. know why. I just I just get the feeling that like they want to have that sort of like that that weird pop of oh my god they've actually given it to the hometown favourite. Yeah. But it will actually end up being like a, a sort of a a full result, as it were. 
So, so drifting through the effectively double prediction, you're going for Rollins in the end. Yeah, Rollins on with Taker because yeah. that'll be the, that'll be the official that'll be the official result of the match. But I think there'll be a scenario where Balor is actually told at some point that he's won the match. Okay. Right, Rollins, Rollins is in for you then. So now, could we be about to see a man who is drinking a Guinness currently predicting against an Irishman? <laughs> Retain. <laughs> the the Guinness was purely in uh, solidarity for the for the fallen brethren, then, as it were. Yeah, um, we'll throw you off the only the way they can make it really, really out there is if. Ballard does win, but if Priest has already won the money in the bank and he cashes it in, it's been teased. That, that's whilst that will be, be tasty, they really need to get away from the uh, narrative of, oh, it's money in the bank. What should we do this year that's that's not been done for ages? Oh, we'll have somebody who's won the year uh, that kept the cakes cashing on the same night. I think that's happened every year for the last four years. Thanks to the women's matches, I think collectively, I think all of the women who have ever held it, um, I think have held it less time than Dolph Ziggler had it. I believe that Carmella is the person who held the case for the longest period of time without cashing it in, regardless of gender. So, did did, did she though? Because she didn't. Went, she won, but she didn't win. And, well, no, but they uh, they went from like her holding it for nearly a year to no one else ever ever holding it for more than like I think two and a half hours. hours. Yeah, they all cashed it in either on the day or the next day on Raw. Yeah, was it was it Mickey Ash? Was that last year or the year before? Where that was the Raw? That after, was last that was last year was Asuka, wasn't it? And she got a was it last year? No, just, no. Last year's oh, was I'm sure it was Nikki. Was that not two years ago? Because I thought, I thought she won it the same night that Big E won his. Mm. Oh, last year's was Liv. Last year's oh, yeah. Liv. That's right. That's right. Of course it uh, was, and then she who, was champion who, who, when we who, saw it. Who, who cashed it in later the same night? Yeah. Because no, no one will ever see that coming, lads. But it's back to Paul's point then of holding on to it and things that we've not seen before. Maybe the men... Maybe the, the men's one could cash it in on the same night. Before, the, the, that'll be that'll be a change. The men's one's been a bit kind of poor because obviously theory wandered around with it last year and it was a load of kind of false starts. And then was it? Oh, never even the year before that. He cashed it in for the US title as well. It made no keep, sense whatsoever. Keep keep that powder dry. We will get to that exact point momentarily. Uh, but we have ultimately all predicted Seth Rollins to retain the, the World Heavyweight Championship. And before we move to the Men's Money in the Bank match, which I have kept for last, um, we will discuss the other main event as it has been billed in Civil War. Roman Reigns and Solo Sikoa versus the Usos. And finally, the bloodline as we knew it are no more. And following the conclusion at Night of Champions, Jimmy Uso delivered two crushing super kicks to Roman Reigns and screamed gloriously in his face, which was hilarious. Um, and this was kind of followed by a couple of weeks of TV of what's Jey Uso going to do? Is he in or is he out? They teased a little bit about him being in, but then he would kick Paul Heyman out. All sorts of other stuff. Um, but in possibly what has been the best SmackDown segment of the year, just when it looked like Jay was going to side with his brother uh, with uh, with Roman Reigns, he delivered a crushing kick of his own to the Tribal Chief, signalling that both Usos were now indeed out of the bloodline. Um, and this brings us to this weekend, which sees the twins take on their cousin and younger brother. Will Solo Sikoa remain loyal to Roman Reigns during this? Will he also jump ship and join his brothers? And who wins Civil War? Um, Andy, do you want to go first? Okay. Straight away, Usos win. Okay. Because it's going to set up a SummerSlam match between Roman Reigns and Solo. Okay. You heard it here first. I'd, I'd watch that, to be honest. I, I, I have a feeling that because they have this push of 
pretty if you remember back in the day when the Bloodline stuff was building and, and Jimmy got injured, like they built Jey Uso up to be like the next guy, and then that's what's been the stuff coming towards the end of the Bloodline stuff has been that they were training him to take over from Roman when the time was right. The one part that they've not got to yet is a triple threat match between the two brothers and Roman. And I feel like that's probably the one bit that they've not hit on. Um, so I, I do think at some point we'll get the full rounding out and we will get that Solo Sokoa Roman Reigns match because that's surely got to happen. There'll be a point where he leaves him high and dry somewhere and then it'll, it'll come after that. Is that now or are we going to get maybe that triple threat first? Um, Jay was very keen to point out to his brother that he was sticking by him and that he'd been the one that all of life had been trying to match up to him. So maybe now that he's pointed out that they're on a bit of an even footing, maybe they'll both go after it. Maybe we will get that triple threat. Um, I'm going to go with the Usos, though. I'm going to just to just to throw that in. I, I agree with Andy. I think the Usos will win. Um, I think it'll then anger Roman Reigns even more to the point where at some point he's got to put that title on the line against one, if not more, of the bloodline, whichever one of the three that we've discussed it ends up being. Um, so, yeah, Uso's also for me. Paul? Mm, I don't know. I don't know with this one because every time you sort of like think you sort of know where they're going with the sort of the storyline, they just think they just think it's like. Switch the uh, they switch the angle, like going back to when we started the podcast. Obviously, I thought that the, the match that I'd got brought was the match that they'd had at the pay per view before the last one we had, where no one saw the bloodline beating Xenoids and Riddle. Yet they did because it made no sense to sort of further the storyline. Yet they went with it. Um. I've not really thought about the idea of the triple threat between the Usos and uh, Roman, but that that is an interesting sort of like cog that they could put in it because obviously then you open up the possibility they'll, they'll just be like, oh, well, we'll just take him out and then it's the best man, like, may the best man win. And then obviously that opens it up to, well, they both, like, you know, blister each other for like 25 minutes and he just comes in and, like, you know, spears both and gets the cheap win. And, and so on. And it's no DQ, so there's not to say that Solo can't quite easily wade in and help out and further that end as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I think to further the storyline on, I think the Usos have to win. Because otherwise, it kind of just kills any momentum they might have built up. But then again, as we've discussed before, this is stuff we were talking about, so, so who, who can tell? But for the for the instances of the book, stick me down for the Usos. Okay. Yeah, this is the one match that I've like I've seen like dirt sheet stuff over the week, and it apparently is still very much undecided um, as to what direction they'll go with the finish. They apparently there's two two huge finishes which they could go with, and uh, they don't know which one. Um, but again, take that for what you will, because until it happens on the TV, it's not legit. Uh, Matt, round us out. Give us your thoughts. I've got Usos as well. Ooh, clean sweep. I'm surprised at that. I thought we would have at least one difference on this one. Okay. Similar kind of thing, but I think there's going to be some Any kind of reason. But it's the same kind of thing, like the momentum for them and keeping them going, because Roman will be fine. What I think is it's quite good, because I think he's kind of evolving into the chicken shit heel now, as opposed to being like the dominant heel kind of thing. He's now going a little bit kind of chicken shit just desperate to kind of keep hold of everything and I wonder whether Sokoa is like the sacrificial lamb because he doesn't want to get super kicked again so at some point he'll just pull him in front of him to take those super kicks and then does Sokoa turn on him there creating that kind of so the brothers are all together mm. kind of effectively making their own bloodline as it were kind of thing um, so yeah Usos with some kind of turn from Sokoa on uh, Okay. Yep, you're in the book so we are, we've all gone for the Usos uh, just to further what Matt just said about the, the chicken shit heel stuff 
there's some things that, especially that where he's grown, I think throughout this storyline that Roman Reigns has, has become very, very good at is the very small things, like the like the chatting shit in the ring, and the like the facial expressions. And one of the things that the that, that SmackDown segment where Jay turned on him um, was the one of the reasons why I thought it was so good was because when Jay was then delivering the speech about how it was um, Jay Uso's. Um, been built up to be the right hand man and his, his main event Jey Uso because of Roman Reigns and it was all building up to the point where it was looking like he was going to stay with Roman. Roman was in the background obviously had nothing to say during that point because Jay was full flow properly like giving it the big cheesy grin and like the big sort of like shit eating laugh at like the fact that he thought he was getting the better end of the deal to make it even better that when then Jay just turned around and just like whacked him right in the face with his bottom of his boot it was perfect. It was really, really well done. Um, so yeah, so very, very, very good um, at that sort of stuff. Um, okay, one more match. What I have down as the main event is the, the headline match from this weekend's premium live event. The reason why everybody in London will be so excited. It is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And uh, this time around, Caesars have Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus LA Knight versus Butch versus Santos Escobar versus Damian Priest versus Logan Paul. Interesting point to note before we get into the prediction and picking back up where Paul uh, was was a few moments ago. They've been really pushing on TV that the uh, the contract can now be used on any title. They've specified championship match of their choosing, and they have gone down the route of saying about theory using it. Obviously, last year on the US title and etc. etc. <sighs> what do we think about that? We'll, we'll pick back up on Paul's point. It it makes absolutely no sense to challenge for a secondary title. It's 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 like being given a blank check and putting on ten pounds. <laughs> Fantastic analogy. It just does not make it. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's, it's like, like right, celebrating so the Europa Conference League with a bus tour. <laughs> you want to be careful because if your club ends up in here at some point, ooh. guess what? I won't be attending. <laughs> oh God! Or the place where you live, they'd have a bloody bus tour. Just you just know they'd. They'd have a bus tour if they got beat in the final. Surely, I was expecting one for they getting into Europe, but never mind. Uh, and as yeah, well, not, not only that, but the, the uh, money in the bank is taking place not too far away from where said bus tour might have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just it, it 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 cheapens the sort of the mystique of the element to it. Like it, um, I actually I actually saw something on YouTube where it it. it, it it sort of classified it as it like the most. Oh, I can't think of the word they used now, but it was like one. Obviously, losing when you cash in is the worst sort of like way to lose a match anyway. But losing to cash in for a secondary title is absolutely horrendous. So why, when you've been literally given a golden ticket, pardon the pun, obviously borrowing from. Mr. Mr. Wonka himself. Um, but when you've been given a gold ticket, why would you go for something less than the very top of what you could be? It should vault you. It should. They should. Be, it should be used to take someone who's either mid card or new to the company and elevate them to that top level as a thing. You know, everywhere else, like TNA, they could they could cash in the X Division Championship to go for the world title. You know, even in progress and in indie wrestling, you could cash in your Thunder Bastard win and go for the title or something like that. But or or your uh, or the uh, what was it the progression series like where they kind of bring where they bring the like a young one through. And and this is like all right, well get the get the US title, which you know it's got a decent lineage, and same with the Intercontinental title, but also. Nobody really cares, which I think that's the, that's the kind of big deal for me is the fact that you want a world title and that it should be prestigious. It's like saying um, 
Oh, you've won. the next thing you've got to say, you've won the Royal Rumble and you've got a match of your choice at WrestleMania. And you're like, oh, well, I'll have a street fight against Mick Foley because that goes down well, doesn't it? You know, you just might as well not. It, it kind of devalues it. What's the point if you're going to cash it in for a tag title match or the, something the, like that? The shining example of how it should be done will forever and always be The Miz. That guy from his build, not from his work ethic, because obviously he had the drive, but from his build and his general presentation at the time, should have amounted to absolutely the sweet sum of FA, really. And now that guy's a two-time Grand Slam champion. He's cashed it in twice, and he's recognised the world over, because of particularly because of the reaction of one tiny little girl that was really mad about it the first time it happened. Like, that, to me, great. Seth Rollins cashed it in the main event of uh, WrestleMania. Great. The Dolph Ziggler cash-in was probably the least expected, maybe, of all time. Got a great reaction. But in terms of, like, legacy, The Miz, for me, is the shining example of how it should be done. And why would... You're never going to get that on an Intercontinental title victory or a US title victory. It, it's... Nah, not for me. Um, the, the, point, the point that I was going to make, that just sort of like flashed into my head then when Matt was saying there was I'd even sort of like go and like go the opposite way and like not put in the rule of like it has to be cashed on one of the main champions. I'd even give the rule of if you've previously been a world champion, you're not eligible for the match. Because it could be that, like you said, it's there to push a guy that's either been sort of like building slowly and like, you know, oh, he could just never quite get over that hump of, you know, winning, um, like, he's always in, like, the final four of the Royal Rumble, for example. Or, or it could be a woman, like, obviously, it's on both sides. Um, but I, I just think it sort of cheapens. Like, when Cena won it, that was just quarter film. He'd never yep. had it, let's give it to him. When yep. Lesnar won, he's never had it, let's give it to him. Well, so, just, just, to, just to, sorry, Paul, just to move it along um, with that, on that point, everybody that's in the match hasn't been world champion so that's they've got that bit nailed I think it's only possibly Ricochet that's even been in the Money in the Bank previously um, so everybody had to qualify for the match except one Andy would you like to guess which participant didn't have to qualify it's the, uh, it's the person I picked to win oh, oh no no, oh, no. shower after that because that's so Ricochet beat the Miz, Shinsuke beat Bronson Reed, LA Knight beat Montez Ford, Butch beat Baron Corbin, Escobar beat Mustafa Ali, and Priest beat Matt Riddle. Logan Paul has not lifted a finger. Um, apparently entered under special invitation. Um, we can only really assume that that invitation came directly from the offices of Mr. Cook himself. Um, yeah. So, okay, let's go straight into it. Andy, Andy's already then said he has his winner. There's seven men in this match. One briefcase. Who is taking it home? Andy. Well, it's obviously Logan Paul, isn't it? Put me down for Damien Priest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he's the only man in the match. I'll never put In the him. building? I, in in the in the company, I'll never pick him. <laughs> I mean, tell us how you really feel. Uh, okay, that Andy, involve, you the that would involve for, for a lot of Priest. a lot of bad words. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, do you want to do you want to go next? So I've uh, it's between three. There's two that I'd want to win it, and then there's the one that I think will. Obviously, the main one that I'd want to win it for the huge hometown pop would be. I'm not calling him that. I'm calling him Pete Dunne. Yeah. Um, also, is it is it beyond the realms of possibility that Pete Dunne is in the match, not Butch? Yeah, it's been touted. I, I think that's probably just um, wishful thinking on the part of everybody that's from England. Um, so. Um, so. That's probably like the least likely thing to happen, I'd say. The other person that I really want to win it, but he's probably not going to, is LA Knight. I think it would just absolutely make that man. Like, yep. If he got it, he would probably be the... He, he, 
he'd be up there with the best cash he's ever with it as well. But I agree with Andy. I think it's set up for Priest to win it. I think he's the next breakout star that's in the match. So I think Priest will tip. He'll tip. Okay, Matt. I've, I've, similar kind of thing. You know, I hope Dunn wins it because you know we've seen him do the indies and he's, he's great. LA Knight would do something with it, but I've got the bleach ready because I'm going to have to go and wash myself kind of to scrub the dirt off me. It's going to be Logan Paul and it's horrible and it's disgusting and I hate it and it's going to drive me mad and I'm going to complain about it continually, but it's going to be him because why would he get a special invitation into the match? Because I, I put you in the book for Logan Paul, but to pick up what you've just said... Him and Ricochet had a, a, a like a glory spot in the uh, the Royal Rumble. The exact same thing is going to happen in this match, and then there'll be a Ricochet Logan Paul match proper on its own at SummerSlam. Is why I think that those two are in the match. Um, Ricochet picked up a win this week on Raw against Shinsuke Nakamura. Firstly, awesome for Ricochet. Secondly, what the fuck, man? Like, where did that come from? Like, yeah. Um, I think it's between two as you guys have said it's Damien Priest or LA Knight so purely on a I'm going to play for some points here I'm going to go for the megastar LA Knight so yeah that is it full set of predictions not one match in set so that means that we're probably going to need a four way tiebreak next time around um, if that's the case who knows we might be appealing to the to the wider world to come and join us for some uh, tiebreak situation. Um, has anybody got any other business before we wrap things up for this episode? No? Okay. Well, enjoy Money in the Bank weekend. Enjoy not having to get up at the crack of dawn to watch it before you spoil it on the internet. Or stay up until the crack of dawn to not spoil it on the internet. Um, thank you for, for doing that, WWE. Do it more often. Plus, we might have to get to go to one. Who knows? Anyway, um, thank you everybody for listening along. Leave us your comments, like, subscribes, all that good stuff, and uh, get involved with some predictions. And we will see you next time on Getting Over. So there we go. What do you think of that? Who have you got predicted for the matches? Why don't you drop us an email and let us know? Jump over to the website, click that email button, cookiecast.com, by the way. Click the email button, let us know who you've got in these matches. Before you go, like, share, subscribe, comment, share the podcast around, leave a review where you can leave a review. Do a tiny little bit to help the podcast along. Don't forget, there is that competition. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. You've just listened to another episode of Cookie Cast. Thanks for listening.